The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for joining me for the conversation. I've always tried to bring on people who have something to teach that's uplifting, inspiring, and can help us in our day-to-day lives. And selfishly, I always try to bring on people that I'm interested in. Well, since it is my podcast, so I'm hoping that when I'm learning something, that you're learning something by joining me and listening in to these conversations. And luckily, a lot of uh, the guests and people that I've brought on have been friends, and that's always a bonus. And a lot of people that I've been able to meet and interact with, so many amazing teachers over the years have become friends, and especially people that I met during my days at Hay House Publishing. And so I'm really happy to bring on my guest today, one of my regular guests on Hay House Radio. So some of you that remember listening to Hay House Radio might remember my guest today, Susan Smith-Jones. So every time Susan would come on as a guest, I would come away with some great information and I'd always be in a better mood. And so I would, I would bring her on as often as I could. Susan has written some amazing books in the past, over 30 of them. And we're going to talk about her most recent one today. And it's called Uplifted, 12 Minutes to More Joy, Faith, Peace, and vitality. And I have to confess that these are all things that I feel that I'm sorely lacking these days. So a little bit about Susan before we get started. She's made some extraordinary contributions in the fields of holistic health, anti-aging, optimum nutrition, and balanced living. And she taught students, staff, and faculty at UCLA how to be healthy and fit for 30 years. So she knows her stuff. And she's the founder and president of Health Unlimited, a Los Angeles-based consulting firm dedicated to high-level wellness and human potential. And you can find her online at susansmithjones.com. So Susan, welcome to the podcast. It's so great to reconnect with you. Hi, Diane. What a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. I feel like I'm talking to an old friend. (laughs) We are, definitely. (laughs) We go back to uh, the Hay House radio days. And I would always be happy to see one of your books come out because they were so well-produced, had such great information. And it's so true. What I said earlier, every time you come on, I'd always take away with a nugget. Like, you know, I learned about astaxanthin from you, ashwagandha, like all of these great herbs and supplements. And I would always go out searching after we would have a conversation to add these things to, you know, my repertoire, my, my daily routine. So I've always learned some amazing things from you. So just to jump into the book that we're going to be talking about today and and some of the things you share, I just noticed, you know, this book is a little bit different. So I just wanted to ask you about it in your one sheet description that you sent over, you say that it's faith-based and I know you've always been a, a spiritual person and, you know, in your previous books, I guess we never really talked about that component you know, your, your faith and your spirituality, it was always more like the, the hardcore nutrition and those facts and things like that. But I like that you share this part of your philosophy more so in this book. And I just wanted to ask you what, what prompted you to, to add that in, to make that more prominent in this book. All right. And for years before COVID hit, as I was traveling all over the world, in those days, you flew places and I was, I was talking to people about a holistic approach, about body, mind, and spirit, because they're all connected. Body reflects the mind. The mind reflects the spirit. So faith has always been a key component for me. And then after COVID hit, 
a lot of people were losing their faith. And it was one, and then I started doing Zoom interviews. And one of the most asked questions I got was, Susan, I've lost my joy of living. I'm feeling hopeless, no faith. So how can I build my faith? What is faith to you? And that's why, and I've always been raised since I was a teenager. And my at 15, my dad unexpectedly died. Long story short, because it's all in uplifted. My grandmother, and I didn't want to live anymore. For a year after he died, Diane, I ate everything in sight that wasn't good for me, gained 50 pounds in a year, got arthritis, asthma, allergies, um, acne. I was bullied in school. And my grandmother asked me that summer to live with her for three months. We, sh we thought she was the kooky health nut. But in those three months, and then for the rest of the year I stayed with her, she had me read the Bible every morning and report to her at night before I went to bed what inspired me about what I read. She taught me about meditation, prayer, visualization, how to eat, how to prevent um, ailments in my body, and if I have them, how to heal in the most natural way possible. She taught me about earthing and and grounding and all about the benefits of raw foods. And as a result of her wisdom to this day, Diane, I've never had to take medication. I know how to heal the body to boost the immune system. And I still every day take a few minutes to read the Bible. I keep one next to my bed. There's one in my car. I kind of think that keeps me safe while I'm driving because it's really the word of God. So throughout Uplifted, I've talked personally about my faith, what it means to me. It's the one thing that can get us through just about any situation. My faith always carries me through all circumstances. And to me, faith is that invisible and invincible magnet that attracts to itself whatever it fervently desires and persistently expects. So I, I, I share about my Christian faith, why God is my foundation, why I choose to live a God-centered life. And I've sprinkled in many, as you know, of my favorite Bible quotes uh, throughout the book. And you don't have to have any religion to appreciate the book, but those people that um, are more God-centered, will appreciate this side of me that I've never revealed. Well, I noticed that right away. And I, you know, I guess it's something that I'm struggling with on my own, where I always felt like I had a, a great connection to spirit and that I could feel it working in my life. And, and I was able to have that connection and communication, you know, and, and just lately I've, I haven't. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. And so it was a nice, it was nice to read that as I was reading through the book. And it, and it isn't something that you've really shared in your previous books. So I just wanted to, to bring that up in the beginning. And I do think that people of all faiths, regardless, will really be uplifted, like the title of the book, and they'll really be inspired when they read this, because you share a lot of great uh, quotes uplifting quotes like Emerson and, you know, other amazing teachers all throughout the book. So it is very inclusive. Yes, I love all the quotes of the great masters. I, I love them. Like Pythagoras 2400 years ago said, choose what is best. Habit will soon render it agreeable and easy. I, I think that's wonderful. And Henry David Thoreau, and how true is this, said an early morning walk is the blessing for the whole day. And I know, you know, talking about faith, this is so important for people to keep in mind that the first 40 minutes of the day sets the tone for the day. So you want to make those moments in the morning sacred and special. You want them to be not rushed and you want them to be upbeat and healthy and this may sound prosaic, but make your bed in the morning because studies show that when you make your bed in the morning, you're happier throughout the day. It actually helps. 
you always want to hydrate your body first thing in the morning because you lose at least a pint of water through the night just breathing and dehydration is a major issue for about 70% of Americans, which can cause, if, if you have just 3% dehydration, cause you to be depressed. And throughout the day, you know, we could spend hours on this, but briefly, make sure you're breathing deeply. The simple act of breathing deeply for one to three minutes every hour, except when you're sleeping, um, will lower blood pressure and cortisol, calm you down, keep you uplifted. And throughout the day, I pray, um, show me the way I trust in thee. I, I talked, I literally talked to God all day long, not just in the morning, not just my prayers when I go to bed, not just during the full moon and the new moon. You know, God's the center of my life. And when I and I, and I know that Emerson said, Ralph Waldo Emerson, our buddy, Diane, said the whole course of things goes to teach us faith. So even during the most difficult times, can you keep your faith? And can you know that this too shall pass? Things will get better. And you change the preposition. When I talk to God, I don't say, why is this happening to me? I say, why is this happening for me? And I also know that when you spend a little time and meditate each day, you know, the outside noise throughout the day tends to drown out the inner life, the music of the soul of God. And only in silence can we go within and nurture our spiritual life and our connection with God. And it's in that quiet silence that things often become very clear. But so many of us are rushing around all day from the moment we wake up till we go to bed at night and we lose that balance and, and the joy of appreciating the simple pleasures in life. We need to catch ourselves because we're in control of what we think, what we eat, how we move, the exercise we get. And it's up to us to make some simple changes. That's what this book's about. 12 minutes to more joy, faith, peace, kindness, and vitality. Because the secret in creating transformation is to make changes one step at a time and little 12 minute practical segments. And over time, their cumulative effect manifests significant changes in one's life. And this is a gentle way to make lovely changes so you can enrich the quality of your life physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Well, I love all that you just shared there. And it just, I've been really trying to you know, rein, reinvigorate that, I guess. And I love the 12 minutes of establishing, you know, a new healthy habit. And I think I read, what does it take 21 days or something yeah. like that for something to really take root, you know, a, yes. new, a new habit. And you're so right about uh, how you start your morning. And we, we chatted a little bit before we started uh, taping the show today, how we both uh, read a little bit of our daily word and that was something I picked back up again from working with the unity folks. And it was such a great experience working with them and, and kind of reestablishing that simple little habit into my routine, into my mornings, you know, just to give myself that, that little affirmation. And you do, you do share some great affirmations too, in the book to kind of keep us, keep us straight, you know, keep, yeah, keep yeah. us uh, on the path. So, and, and one more thing. Um, studies have shown, this is phenomenal to me. In my book, I have a whole chapter on the health benefits of gratitude and another chapter on the health benefits of kindness really changes your body for the better. But studies have found that 15 seconds of thinking of something for which you're grateful, you know, it could be that you have a bed to sleep in, you know, a pillow, running water, food, your friends, your family, whatever it is, uh, 15 seconds changes your body chemistry. 
It actually will strengthen your immune system, reduces aches and pains, improves your whole cardiovascular profile, boosts energy, and, and boosts your strength. All the studies are in uplifted. So if that all happens in 15 seconds, think what would happen to your life if throughout the day, for more than 15 seconds, you could make your mind think back to something for which you are grateful, because we're in charge of what we think. Um, uh, my grandmother used to say to me that your attitude is your mind's paintbrush. It can color anything. And as we change our attitude, we really, as you know, we change our lives. But it's it's not something you you declare on January 1st and the rest of the year you're positive, but it's something you remind yourself about all the time. And, and I actually started by taking my watch, this was years ago, and I had it go beep every hour on the hour except when I was sleeping. And I wanted to see when it's beeped, was I breathing deeply and to remind me to breathe deeply and what am I grateful for? And then after 21 days, like Ben Franklin said, whatever you do for 21 days will make or break a habit. It became a habit. So I, my attitude is, is really important. And a recent study at the Mayo Clinic and also one at Harvard shows that positive, optimistic people live longer. In fact, 10 to 15% longer than negative people. So, so be aware of what you're thinking throughout the day because you're always attracting back to yourself the equivalency of what you think, you feel, you believe, what you say, your words. You know, my mom used to say to me, honey, I want you to keep your words, what would she say? Um, positive, kind, and sweet in case and true in case you have to eat them. So be aware of what you're saying and thinking because words have power. That It's so true. And I love that you share a lot of the studies in the book so people can see that, you know, you're backing up a lot of what you're saying by scientific research. And so people can check that out, you know, when they read the book. So this isn't all just woo-woo stuff that, you know, you're just pulling out of thin air. Like there really have been studies on gratitude and kindness and, and forgiveness. And it, it, and it does sound, I don't know, I don't want to say silly, but you know, when, when the times that we're in now, it's, it seems it's very hard to get sucked or it's very easy to get sucked into that downward spiral. And it's hard to pull yourself out, I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to say. And yeah. so as I was reading through the book, I'm realizing like, wow, you know, I'm really kind of, I'm letting myself, you know, kind of circle the drain, you know, because I looked at the questionnaire that you had in the very beginning of the book, you know, to talk a little bit about stress and do you eat in a rush, eat while standing? Yes. Check you know, does your busy life prevent you from spending much time at home? Well, I, I do spend probably more time at home now because, you know, we're all working from home, but I, I realized that, you know, I'm not having, I'm not having fun. I'm not having as much fun as I could, or, or being as lighthearted as I could spending time with people that I really want to be with, um, you know, getting angry by driving. So, I mean, as I was reading the list, you know, checking off these things, have vacations become more trouble than they're worth? I, I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I had a vacation. It was probably 2013. I think we went to Hawaii it was in 2013. And so I haven't had like a vacation. I've had family visits, you know, which is not the same as a vacation. You know, I've gone home to visit family and, and friends, but that's not a vacation, you know? And even this week, as I was reading this list, so I kind of, I kind of bailed out on Monday afternoon, the last part of the day, I'm like, I just need to go to the beach and just breathe some air. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not feeling great. And then I felt guilty about even doing that, even though I had done everything previously before I left, you know, to kind of clear the deck. Yeah. So I even felt guilty about giving myself a couple of hours, you know, at, at the beach to myself, you know, why, why do we do that to ourselves? Why, why should I feel guilty oh. for giving myself time in the quiet that I know that I need just to function? 
And so that's why I'm so glad that we could talk today. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm feeling all this overwhelm. I know everybody else is because they're all telling me how they feel. And I think it's, it's just an epidemic and this stress is just going to have a domino effect to so many health issues in people's lives. I think you could probably pinpoint stress and like draw a line back to almost every ailment, right? Heart disease, you know, depression. I mean, don't you think stress is probably the main catalyst for so many things we're suffering from? You're absolutely right. 70 to 80% of doctor visits are directly related to stress. When you have unmanaged stress, you don't take care of it. And I'm going to talk about earthing next. Uh, what happens in your body? It causes a suppression of your immunity. You can have more bone loss. It causes depression and obesity and you can't sleep and uh, and inflammation throughout your body and, and so many health issues from heart attacks to stroke to aches and pains. And something we can all do, and I love that you said you went to the beach, and I think often we feel guilty because we have long to-do lists and we think we need to get everything done, although we often carry things over from day to day. But if you don't take care, if you don't first, I think, put God first in your life and then live with faith, greet each day as a blessing, treat ourselves with kindness. I mean, how can you be there for anyone else if your cup is always empty? If you do those things, your self-esteem will blossom. And it often starts with you literally taking care of yourself. And, what, and something I'd love you to do is on my website, susansmithjones.com, under in the navigation bar under favorites, uh, the first entry says earthing and grounding. And I posted right there a documentary by doctors, medical doctors and scientists, a beautiful documentary on the health benefits of being barefoot on the natural earth in your backyard, you at the beach, um, wherever you are, the, the local park, because a few minutes of putting your bare feet or the rest of your body as much of your skin as possible. If you have a backyard and there are no drones flying overhead and you can <laughs> be in your birthday suit, then you'll get a lot more. But the, what, what does the earth do? It transmits from the earth electrons into your body. And in minutes of feeding and soaking up those electrons, you boost your immunity, you reduce depression. It releases in your beautiful brain these feel-good chemicals that combat anxiety and depression called serotonin and dopamine. Um, it, it just makes you feel wonderful. And if anybody listening says to me, uh, you know, so go look at, you won't think this is craziness. If you look at that documentary by scientists, it's phenomenal. It's a little over an hour. And if you say, but Susan, I live in a little apartment. There's all cement around me. I'm not by a park. How am I, I have no backyard. Right now I'm at my desk in my home and my feet are on a little, very inexpensive earthing mat that gives you the same benefit. It's about, I'm looking at it. I wish I had a video I'd show you. It's about two feet by 18 inches. It's about a 10th of an inch thick. A lot of companies make them. I bought a dozen about three years ago, tested them all. I found a great company in Boulder, Colorado. I own no stock in this company but I got one that sits in front of my meditation chair, one that's at the bottom of my bed on top of my fitted sheet. So when I sleep, my bare feet and lower legs are on it. My two feet are right now barefoot on the mat. Um, and then I have another one that is in front of my TV chair. So wherever I am in my home, I can still do my earthing. It's very inexpensive. Um, and on that earthing uh, uh, grounding page on my website, 
you can find out how to get an earthing mat. Everyone should have an earthing mat. But when you are out of sorts, when you lose faith, when you feel guilty, when you think you shouldn't be taking care of yourself, do a few minutes of earthing and your whole attitude and disposition will change in a matter of minutes. And, and that documentary will show you physiologically what happens in your body when your feet are on the bare earth. And, and it's like my, I coined this, you'll, you know, it's an uplifted. I coined this disease called NDD, nature deficit disorder, because being in nature calms us down, reduces anxiety. Whenever you can work out outdoors, even like I hiked this morning in the Santa Monica Mountains, of course I wear shoes when I hike, but too much time away from nature wrinkles our soul and deprives us of a cost-free visual Valium experience. And our moms were right when they said, go out to play. And I say, go out to play and pray. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Well, I love those uh, suggestions. And I've heard about, you know, grounding or earthing. I didn't know you could buy an earthing mat. So that's a pretty cool idea. And so I hope people check out your site, you know, susansmithjones.com and, and find out about that. But I do like to go to a local park not far from here, uh, where I live here in San Diego and, you know, put my feet in the grass and definitely, you know, go to the beach if you can. Uh, go barefoot, to barefoot, yeah, right? and, and get, okay. yeah, get your feet out there yes. and it does, it, it feels great and you feel so much better. And I was reading about what they call forest bath, forest baths, yes. taking a forest bath. I think in Japan, they have a certain name for it, but it, the, the point is just what you're making, you know, just to yeah. get out and get out in nature and be around something green, you know, be around some trees. And I think no matter where you are, you could probably find some little patch of something, I um, guess, unless you're in the middle of downtown Manhattan with no, you know, like, yes. but even maybe you could find some trees there. Yes. But just, just and to that's get out why you walk. need a mat and you, t I take a mat with me when I travel, I buy a dozen at a time, by the way, this company, um, vital reaction, they gave me 20% off on my mat and free shipping. And I said to them, if I send anybody to you, will you give them 20% off and free shipping? And they said, yes, with the code Susan 20. But again, on that page under earthing on my website, it tells all about it. Uh, but, but going out for literally a few minutes, will, will, you will soak up the electrons and you said you feel good outdoors. First of all, you may remember I hug trees. That's why Literally. Nobody, <laughs> nobody will hike with me anymore because I stopped to hug trees. Uh, but when you're out in nature, as opposed to walking down um, uh, Fifth Avenue in New York, you're breathing in negative, healthy negative ions. The air is made up of positive and negative ions. Paradoxically, the negative ones are the ones that lift your spirit, uh, reduce anxiety and depression, release those feel-good chemicals. When you're around computers and the city and in the car and traffic, you breathe in more positive ions. If your bed sheets are polyester, if your pajamas are not natural fabric, that's way too much um, positive ions. That's why it's good to have a little fountain and green plants inside your home whenever possible. That's why you feel another reason you feel great out in nature. Even if you're not walking down a path barefoot, you do your deep breathing. And a few, remember, 15 seconds of feeling grateful for the beauty 
of the nature around you, the beauty will lift your spirit. And to me, beautiful nature is like a love note to us from God and the flowers and the trees are his handwriting. And whenever I, I don't need to go to church to feel close to God, I do go to church on occasion when I'm not traveling or I'm not speaking at different churches. Um, but being out in the mountains hiking, you know, like today I passed deer, butterflies, rabbits, you know, and, and then uplifted, I write a chapter on prayer walking and prayer hiking. I like to walk in silence and observe what's around me. And a few minutes of appreciating the beauty enriches the health of your body, mind, and spirit. I like to do that too. Since the pandemic, um, when everybody was staying away from everybody else, I've been doing a lot more walking, you know, instead of going to the gym. And even though now you can Thank go back you. to the gym, I still would rather walk. And one of the things I learned um, on a meditation re retreat that I did was the meditative walking that you're talking about, where I'm consciously paying more attention to, oh, that's a beautiful flower in the cactus mm -hmm. or, you know, where I see the color and calling attention to it and taking a few seconds to appreciate it. And that's yeah. something that before I might've just ignored and just walked with my headphones on listening to a podcast or something like that. But now I really do prefer the silence because it's and, so lacking in so many yes. other areas. And you're right in the present moment. And that's really the only moment we ever have. The future, we don't know. The past, we can't do much about except learn lessons and not repeat negative things. But the present moment is our moment of power and of grace and joy. It's so sacred and special. It's like a, the precious present of that, mo that present moment. I'm so glad to hear you're doing that. Yes, I try to get a walk in, you know, at least a couple times a week. And, you know, Louise Hay has said that many times in her books, you know, the point of power is in the present moment. And you're right, because that, that's really all we have. And, and so much time is wasted by stressing what's going to happen in the future when we have no control over it. So it's always a good reminder. And I wanted to give people some really good takeaways from our talk today. So I wanted to ask you about food and mood because you're, you're so good and you have so much great information about things to eat, different supplements and things we can add. But you write in this book, particularly about food and how certain foods can really change our mood. And I'm thinking, is that, is that true? <laughs> you know, if I eat a certain thing, is it going to really tweak my mood? And you say that there are some things that we can do. Yes, and, I'll, and you'll see a lot of studies. You want to avoid foods, and I hope we have three more hours here. <laughs> you want to avoid foods made with white sugar, white flour, artificial ingredients, and like aspartame. Try to avoid fried foods. These all scientifically proven cause depression. So does dehydration. You know, it might seem obvious, but most conventionally trained physicians rarely discuss the health benefits of being well hydrated. And a simple way to avoid dehydration is to eat plenty of fruits and vegetables because uh, they're high in water content. If your diet consists of mainly cooked food, and I eat a majority of raw foods, a vegetable forward alkaline centric diet. Cooked foods, especially baked and fried, deep fried meats, they cause de dehydration. They're hard to digest, especially in the absence of water. Raw fruits and vegetables will prevent nutritional deficiencies. They're the best health care that your money can buy. And you want to eat as many raw foods throughout the day as possible. Three reasons quickly. Raw foods are rich in electrons, like you're soaking up from the earth with your bare feet. The electrons you get in raw, fresh fruits and vegetables help prevent free radical damage, which is the cause of all disease and cellular inflammation. Raw foods are loaded with friendly bacteria and these good bacteria help us to avoid yeast infections, digestive disorders, and of course, immune related diseases. Raw foods, finally, 
you know, I could go on for hours, but briefly, it's all in the book, are rich in oxygen. And, and you may know probably that disease conditions thrive in a low oxygen acidic environment. So eating as many raw leafy greens and other vegetables and fruits uh, and the leafy greens are loaded with chlorophyll, which helps to feed every cell of the body with oxygen. My grandmother used to say that when you're green inside, you're clean inside. And she's right, because these raw foods help uh, to keep our miraculous body detoxified and rejuvenated. And the more raw that you can eat, and, and if you have a whole cooked food meal, always begin with a few bites of raw, could be salad, could be anything raw, you know, fruits or vegetables, because it will, it will help prevent leukocytosis, it will boost your immunity, it will increase vitality, give you energy, and absolutely affect your mood. So I give you a list and uplifted of the foods you need to absolutely avoid specifically, and the one, because some foods can literally cause a depression like aspartame filled in foods so, so deep that it could give you suicidal thoughts. And I give you a whole list of foods that you should always have on your grocery list. And that's, those are good. Those are really good suggestions and, and good tips. I mean, I know this time of year we're talking in the summertime and I get happy if I find a nice white peach Ooh, and uh, those are delicious yeah. and, Woo. you know, summer stone fruit and watermelon and things like that, that are nice strawberries. and white. strawberries. And you have some great uh, recipes you share too, uh, like yeah. cashew milk, if people are trying to get off dairy. And yeah. I was just reading a great report that the dairy consumption in this country is really going down. So people are really kind of waking up to the fact that as an adult, especially as an adult, you really don't need to drink milk. I mean, I personally haven't had milk in a long time just because it, it becomes so hard to digest. Yeah. I found my, for myself, as, especially as I was getting older. So I just switched to an almond milk whenever I would use it, but I, I still have to break the cheese addiction. That's that's another story, but <laughs> yeah, yes. you know, baby and steps. Almond milk is so easy to make raw in 90 seconds at home. So I've got the recipe in that book. And this book has a companion book, Wired for High Level Wellness. I didn't want to give you a 600 page book. So I divided it into Wired for High Level Wellness and Uplifted. And Wired for High Level Wellness is the detox rejuvenation program, all the recipes, the weight loss program that I've taught worldwide. The Uplifted is more like the power of positive thinking and gratitude affirmations. And I give you over 150 action steps you can do in less than 12 minutes, one a day, and they build on one another to make it real easy to see these positive and, and easy to implement life enrichment changes. And that's what people need easy, you know, and you make it so easy in this book with these little 12 minute action steps at the end of each chapter, just simple things, you know, and you bring up meditation. And I mean, I've always, you know, thought that that was so important, you know, over the past few years, I've tried to really incorporate a practice and I'll be honest, you know, do I, do I get it every day? No, not all the time, but I try to put in like little 10 minutes here or a walk here. And I think sometimes people get intimidated by even trying to incorporate any meditation into their day because they feel, well, I have, I can't do an hour that's not going to be beneficial, but that's not true. Just no. even little small, you know, chunks of silence yes. are, are so helpful. And let me just give you something so practical. And then I want to talk about building a break into your day. In the Bible, in Psalms 46.10, we read, peace be still. And I did a clinical study on this with electrodes on the surface of participants' brains. And if you sit for five minutes and you slowly and deeply, and you could do it while driving, just don't shut your eyes. 
But um, if you're, let's say you're home sitting in your easy chair, breathe in slowly and deeply. And as you breathe in, say the words out loud or to yourself, say the word peace. And then hold your breath a few seconds and then slowly exhale to be still. So you breathe into peace, great words from the Bible, exhale to be still. Five minutes of that will change your brainwave activity from beta, where we hope everybody is right now because it's waking consciousness and nobody's asleep, to more alpha and possibly even theta, which is calms you down, releases feel-good hormones. You could do that throughout the day uh, and it will make a difference. And when you and and I'll and I'll say something about sleep really quickly. If you do that peace be still and you're in bed at night, let's say you can't go to sleep or you get up to go to the bathroom, you get back into bed, you can't get back to sleep, or maybe at 4 a.m. you're anxious in the morning, right? Then take your right thumb put it on your right nostril like I'm doing now and breathe only through your left nostril for five, three to five minutes. That calms the brainwave activity down from left brain to right brain, from beta to alpha, and it will relax you so deeply that you'll drift off into sleep. So that, that simple peace be still, and then if you can't sleep, Combine it with the left nostril breathing for three to five minutes and then build breaks into your day from sunrise to sunset to refresh and reset. Five minutes of sipping tea. And you and I talked about this before we started. You know, five minutes of playing with your cat or your dog is enough to rebalance again because just as your lovely computer can freeze up and be sluggish when you're running too many programs, your mind and spirit can get worn out from too much mental multitasking and engagement with technology. So it's okay without having to feel guilty, Diane, to unplug now and then and press that reset button. And even 60 seconds of that breathing deeply will reduce stress and lift your spirit. Well, I mean, I'm definitely going to be incorporating more of those little breaks into my day because what I've found myself guilty of doing is I don't know how your brain can even can do this. You know, everyone talks about multitasking and I'll be doing something on the computer and then it's not doing something fast enough and I'll start doing something else or I'll answer an email, yeah. like your brain, I can feel my brain sometimes going, like, I know. Ksh, 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 you know, yeah. like it's yeah. hardwiring, like the wires yeah. are burning. And that's how I feel what's physically happening to my brain. And all of these tips and everything you share in this book, it's, it's so needed, because don't you feel that just collectively, and, and probably you feel this more, you know, being the, the person that you are, because you, you seem, I mean, I know you are, you're so empathic. And I mean, I know I feel like, how can you, I guess, cushion yourself from what's going on around us, not to put our head in the sand, but just to try to kind of have a shield or something from this collective energy of everything that we're experiencing right now, because it's really unprecedented over, you know, what we've gone through and are continuing to go through dealing with this pandemic that is not going to go away, you know, our current political climate. Um, everything that's happening around us, I, I feel overwhelmed. And I'm sure everybody else is too. I mean, do you do, do you have kind of a little ritual, like put myself into a beautiful dome of love that none of this can penetrate? Yes. Uh, I, I, uh, many things like right now, my feet are on a mat. I like it. If I have the news on that, my feet are still on an earthing mat. I know that if you fill your mind with a positive affirmation, like unexpected blessings are coming my way, or this too shall pass, I'll still watch news at night, even though it's negative, because then I know where to send my prayers. I know that there's a blessing in everything. And I know that if I take myself and my life and all the incongruities of everyday living too seriously, 
I'm going to be caught up in this downward spiral of negativity. I got back a few months ago from a B&B where I was working in Scotland and I was on the pl a plaque on the wall. There was this old Scottish saying that angels fly because they take themselves lightly. We do need to choose to lighten up a little bit more and find humor and the incongruities whenever we can. You know, and uplifted, I have three intermission sections in the book in between many chapters called humor time. And I give you jokes and funny stories to try to make you laugh and lighten up. And the more you can do to release those feel good chemicals in your brain through keeping your body hydrated, eating more raw food, getting enough sleep, doing your earthing, praying, visualization, not taking life too seriously, eating more green foods, and so much more I write about in Uplifted, it will keep you more positive and enable you to look at the positive side of things than be, being brought down by all the negativity. Well, I like that you mentioned laughter and, and putting those jokes in the book is, is really cute. And it was so synchronistic that as I was reading this today, I had a friend text me last night and she said, hey, I know it's the middle of the week, but I'm going to this uh, comedy show in La Jolla at the Improv. They're doing a benefit for the Humane Society. And I thought at first I thought, what? In the middle of the week? <laughs> I'm not going to go. I will but, feel guilty. <laughs> right, I'll feel guilty. Yeah. But then I thought, you know what? I really need to laugh. And there really is a, a high that you get from just laughing, you know, with other people and being in that, in that environment. So I said, yes. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go and laugh. And I just started thinking after I, I agreed to, to do this, which I think is the right thing to do. Cause I need a laugh. Like we, we really do need to connect to that part of ourselves and, and find humor. And, and sometimes you have to look at things for the absurdity that it is. And yes. Um, yeah, it really yeah. helps. So I was, I was happy to see that you I love included it. that in the book. And then it was synchronistic that she asked me to go to this comedy show. Yes. So and I what definitely happens, need it. What happens when you laugh, you, you increase and in, you know, the runner's high, the endorphins that are released and the encephalins, you you re you release those just in one good belly laugh. Not only that, but it, you know, Norman Cousins taught us that it takes away pain in your body. It helps to quell anger and stress and tension. You get more oxygen rich um, air brought into your body when you laugh. And it just makes life more enjoy enjoyable. And it's so true that people are laughing much less these days, but we have to find ways to laugh. That's why I wanted, I know it sounds weird to put intermission sections in a book, but I wanted, and I did it in Wired for High Level Wellness too. I want to give you breaks from reading all this healthy info to, to give you sections where you can laugh and give you jokes and really funny stories. Well, I really like how this book is laid out. It's almost like it's kind of encompassing, you know, so many other things and all the great information that you've shared in the past. And then, you know, putting it all together in this book and, and uplifted, I think a lot of people are going to benefit. So, are, I mean, we're definitely going to send people to your site, but are you going to be doing some teaching and speaking uh, coming up behind this to push the book out there? Well, I've got lots and lots of little talks I've posted on my website. I post them on Twitter at Susan Smith Jones lots of upbeat, positive things. Also, don't forget, if you haven't signed up, I have a free monthly, it's only once a month, healthy living newsletter with lots of cutting edge, holistic health info, but also lots of jokes, beautiful photos, um, and lots of wonderful, inspiring quotes 
that you get once a month from me. So I don't inundate you with emails and it's free. You just go to the homepage of Susan Smith Jones. You can sign up for the, it takes about 10 seconds, sign up for the newsletters and, and you can click on the Twitter bird, <laughs> the bird and, and, and sign up at Susan Smith Jones for my inspiring little tweets three times a week. Well, I'm definitely going to check that out. I haven't been over to my Twitter account in quite some time. And Susan, it's been so wonderful to talk with you. I hope everybody picks this book up because it's, see, I knew I'd feel better after I spoke to you today and I do. So I'm already uplifted and the book uplifted 12 minutes to more joy, faith, peace, and vitality. And if you happen to like what I'm doing here on this podcast, make sure you like, share, follow, subscribe, leave a review, all of that stuff. Be present, the Diane Ray podcast. And thanks so much for hanging out with me for a little while today. Thank you so much. And by the way, the books are available on Amazon, but if you want to get an autographed copy from me that includes a personal note card to you and a bookmark, I mail them myself, as you know, I do. You do, that's right. Uh, you can go to susansmithjones.com, click on books. You can find out how to get personally autographed copies that come with a note card that I write by hand and then I take it to the post office. I wait in line and I consider everybody who gets one of these around the world, my extended family. See, that's wonderful. You're putting all of your good vibes into the book and even braving the post office, which is above and beyond <laughs> the call of duty. So I hope people take you up on that. And thank, thank you so much, Susan. Thank you, Diane. What a joy to be with you. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.